0: I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, I am beyond excited today to bring an amazing guest. I'm actually really, really excited to connect with her and talk to her and kind of hear her, share her story. But I have Rachel Luna on the podcast today. She is a sought out international speaker, certified master neuroscience coach. Ooh, to six and seven figure entrepreneurs. She's named um, Forbes as one of the 11 most inspiring female entrepreneurs to follow on Instagram. Like she has an amazing story to share. I'm going to let her do all the talking. Welcome, Rachel. So excited to have you here. (laughs) Thank you, Fabi. What a wonderful introduction. I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited to chat. Yeah, me too. Well, first, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. I want to hear your Mm. version of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's interesting because, um, super fit externally. You might look and say like, oh, she's the confidence coach. She does confidence. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people called me that. And my handle on Instagram is at girl confident. But really, I consider myself to be a healer. You know, I I help women and men. Mm -hmm. I've worked with several men over the last decade, but I help human beings heal from their past, from the stories, Mm -hmm. the, the, um, programming the dogma that was imprinted in them as children. And so I help you heal from all of that so that you can rediscover who you are, who God intended you to be. And I use the word God. Uh, I'm a Christian. That's what works for me. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you serve, but I really encourage you to find what is true for you Mm -hmm. and to anchor into that. Because I know that once you have that, once you can tap into and have an intimate relationship with yourself. And by the way, Fabi, when people used to talk about intimacy and like self-love, I used to roll my eyes so hard. <laughs> I thought it was the stupidest corniest thing. I'm from New York. I'm Puerto Rican. We don't talk about feelings. We, you know, intimacy. We don't talk help.
0: about feelings. No, you said oh, that, that. was oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. right. right. And so, you know, it's like mental health. Right. Like, no. Um, right. But again, that's programming, that's conditioning, that's, you know, uh, perpetuating stereotypes. Once I developed an intimate relationship with myself and I learned to actually not just love myself, but like who I am Mm -hmm. as a human being, Mm -hmm. that was a game changer. And what I've learned is that when I've helped my clients experience that, really- enjoy who they are, be able to be by themselves, Mm -hmm. be able to look at their courses and programs and say like, damn, this is really good. I'm good at what I do and not feel like they're bragging or uh, too big for their britches is an expression. Exactly. Their life changes and Mm -hmm. the people in their life change with them. And so I'm here to help you give yourself permission to offend. And be everything
0: that God created you to be. Oh, I love that. Well, I want to hear because I was reading your story and I was like, like, this is insanity and and so powerful. (laughs) And I'm sure that you could spend like three hours talking about your story or more, but share whatever you can. (laughs) How did you get here? How did you get to do what you do? (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh. A lot of, a lot of failure. It has mm-hmm. led me to I love
0: success.
1: that yeah and I mean I've just been failing my way up every single day and um I'm actually gonna take a step back because I feel like I'm knocking my mic I apologize You're so good. um how did I get here well really I have a very uh checkered past as you mentioned um Flavia like my story both of my parents died of AIDS when I was, young. I have a history of disordered eating and alcoholism and abuse and just like, you know, pretty much pick a trauma and I've probably dealt with it. I'm also a triple negative breast cancer survivor. So like I've had a bunch of things, but what (laughs) led me here was actually, I was dating a married man Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that he was still married at the time that we were dating. Um, but two days before we were supposed to meet up in Puerto Rico for this like vacation where I was going to introduce him to my family. And oh I God. thought this was going to be like the start of our life together. I found out that no, he was in fact happily married. Happily, happily. Oh Lord. <laughs> so my world felt like the, you know, the rug had been swept out from under my feet. I talked to his wife and his wife said to me, I know who you are. You're my husband's best friend. He calls you La Prima. He talks about you all the time. And your parents died when you were a little girl and you were abused and you suffer from depression. Like this woman knew my whole life story. Oh my God. And I was devastated. At that time, I was still in the Marine Corps. Oh, I'm a former US Marine, by the way. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was still in the Marine Corps. My boss had just told me that. He wasn't going to give me a good review because I didn't look good in uniform, and that if I lost ten to fifteen pounds, he would give me a better review. Not my performance.
0: Oh my god, that didn't age well I, in twenty twenty two,
1: right? Yeah, it doesn't it, doesn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't good then either. Um, no, never.
0: I'm, yeah,
1: having this moment of I'm so good at my job, and by the way, Fabi. I was not overweight. I was within my height and weight standards. I just didn't. Even if you were, what? (laughs) Like, well, no, 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 no. (laughs) If I was, it does matter because in the Marine, in the military, yeah, okay. There there has to be a standard. You know, we're defending our country. We have to be physically fit. That makes sense. I was physically fit. I was just curvier than what he liked. And I'm also very petite. So, you know, it wasn't a cute look for him. So my boss is telling me this, my boyfriend is married. I am over $40,000 in debt. And I felt like such a failure. I felt like such a loser. And I remember thinking like, God, I don't think this is what you create. This is not who you created me to be. What's happening? Mm-hmm. So I hired a life coach and she helped me get my life together. Now I do have to take full accountability because I wish I could tell you, Fabio, that that was it. As soon as I found out he was married, I was out and da 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 And I did. But at that season in my life, I was so insecure. Mm-hmm. And I had no self-worth. Not little. I had no self-worth. And I thought that all I was good enough was to receive the crumbs that this man was giving me. And so I went back. Can you mm-hmm. believe that? I went back. Um, And thank God his wife found out because when she found (laughs) out, thank God, no, really. Right. Obviously. When she found out, I was so mortified. I was so disgusted. I was so ashamed of myself because that's not who I had been raised to be. Right. right? I was so out of my character and um, a little plug for my book, but in my book, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I grabbed the time. anyway, um, in the, in the book, I talk about, um, that I, I was so far connected to my truth, to my values, to everything that I had been raised to be that I just allowed myself to fall back into this trap. And I was filled with so much shame, but that's another thing that I talk about is that nobody can shame you. Mm-hmm. You are not the shame of the things that you have done, right? So me being a home wrecking hoe, that was a shame. <laughs> right. It was a shame that I was in that position. But I don't have to carry that shame with me. Obviously. Because right. mm-hmm. and I, I share this story. You know how long it took me? To, you know what my biggest fear was? Because oh wait, let me tell you the good part. Okay. so, so she finds out I I Completely severed ties with him. I go my separate way. I meet my husband. I get married. I think the past is behind me. Well, the Marine Corps is a very small place. And a couple of years later, my husband and I get stationed in Okinawa, Japan. And guess who else gets stationed there too? Oh, no. That's right. My ex-boyfriend and his wife. Oh, Lord. The island of Okinawa is seven miles wide by Mm -hmm. 70 miles long. So it's very small. The
0: There's
1: Puerto no way. Yeah. We were going to see each other regardless. And then the Puerto Rican community is even, even smaller. smaller. Yeah. So now we have mutual friends and we're seeing each other. And at this point, I'm out of the Marine Corps and I'm stepping into my role as a life coach. They're doing articles about me in the newspaper. My biggest fear was that one day this woman was going to show up to one of my events and when we got to the QA, she was gonna stand up and say, How does it feel to be a home-wrecking hoe? You disgusting piece of trash. <laughs> that I mean, I, I I had nightmares about that. And that's when I realized, like Rachel, you will continue to have nightmares about this until you forgive yourself because you only you can only be who you've been programmed to be for so long, right? Like right. you can only live up to. You, where your mindset is. I, and after, I didn't know anything about mindset, right? I didn't know. But as I started learning about life coaching and working with a life coach and changing my own life, you know, within 18 months of that moment where I found out he was married, I was, I lost all the weight that my boss wanted me to lose. <laughs> I met and married my husband and thank God we're still together. 15 years later. Um, I got out of debt completely out of debt and I even saved $20,000 cash. That's I mean, amazing. I made a complete wow. turnaround <laughs> right? a yeah. in 18 months. And people don't believe that that change is possible, but I believe that it was possible because I did not want to be that girl anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be an alcoholic. I didn't want to be the girl that was chasing crumbs. I wanted to be better. And so the way that you live into who God called you to be is to finally accept that, that you are better. You are love. You know, you are not the shame of the shameful acts you've committed. And we have to stop saying, I talk about this in my book, permission to offend. We have to stop saying, you're making me feel this way. You're shaming me. She's fat shaming. He fat shamed me. She's mom shaming me. Nobody shames you. They may say something. They may say something, But what you think about their comments is what really matters. So if I look back, if this guy were to say that to me, like, oh, you would lose, you know, you need to lose X amount of weight. You know, I've learned nothing about myself, but Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot about him and who he is and what he values and what matters to him. So I broke free and I thought, man, this is such important work. I got to help other people break free too, because we shouldn't be chasing after other people's Mm -mm. husbands or wives or friends (laughs) or whatever. We should recognize that we are so special and unique and wonderful that there's love out there for you just the way you are. The business that you want on your terms is available. The money that you want to make Is available on your terms. And if you can just let yourself out of the prison that nine times out of 10, you put yourself in with your own thoughts, with believing the lies of other people, if you would just, you know, turn that key and let yourself out, like your life changes, everyone else's life changes. The world actually, your part of the world is better.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's so powerful. And there's so much, golden all the things that you've talked about. And I love in terms of thinking about business, how often we follow other people's rules thinking that that's the way, oh, this coach is selling me the strategy and that's the strategy. And, and I always tell people, well, if it were the strategy, only everybody that went through that program would be a millionaire. There's other things, right? There's other right. things that are involved. It's your message. It's, it, but it's your, it's your authenticity. It's who you are and what really, really matters to you at the end of the day. Um. So I really love that. I, I wanted to ask you, because as I was looking through your website and everything, I see how, you know, you center a lot of the work that you do around faith. And yes. I want to hear a little bit about how that, how you feel that plays a part mm-hmm. in in building that authenticity and, and building that confidence in yourself as well. Yeah. So I
1: actually am so glad you're asking this because I was going to mention that earlier as you were speaking, you know, it takes faith for you to give yourself permission to offend. Mm -hmm. It takes faith for you to actually say, I am going to do this in a way that is contrary to what the gurus are saying, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It takes faith and belief, right? So Mm -hmm. I always say it takes faith, belief and knowing.
0: So Mm -hmm. you can believe
1: but not have the faith that it's true or you can believe, but not know, mm-hmm. you can know it's possible and probable, but not believe that it's possible or probable for you. Ooh, I love and then that. faith is the intersection of knowing and believing. And so it's like, I believe something, but I don't know it yet. So I just have faith that if I keep going in this direction, I will start to know it. Mm. I know that this is possible, but I don't have the, I don't have the belief yet, but I have the faith to hope that maybe if I keep going, then I'll start to believe it. So oh, faith is really the intersection of tying in the knowing and the believing. And this is the interesting thing. Fabi, I'm sure you've had this experience as well with clients. Clients will say to me, just tell me what to do and I mm-hmm. will I will do it. I will be your best case study. Please <laughs> let me in. I'm ready to do this. And you're like, great. I'm going to put you in the game, kid. Here, do this, this, and this. And then they don't do it. Mm-hmm. And have your next session like what happened why didn't you do it oh you know I was thinking and there's for some reason they're not taking the action because your unconscious subconscious mind and the ego wants to be the ones that give you the answers because the truth is deep down you know what is the right path for you, mm-hmm. you know which part of the strategy is going to align with you and who you're becoming versus which part is going to feel out of alignment with your values. And this is the other thing I talk about this in my book, Permission to Offend as well, is that you have to be very clear in your identity and your identity is comprised of your beliefs and your values. Mm -hmm. But people do not take time to write their values down on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. If you did that, if you just did that one thing, Write down your beliefs and your values every single day for 30 days. Watch how your work ethic shifts. Watch how your relationships change. For the moms out there that have ever experienced mom guilt, if you write down, I value quality time with my family every single day, I bet you that at the end of 30 days, your calendar is gonna look a lot different than the last six months because your unconscious subconscious mind gets the memo of, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. every day we're writing down i value family time but i haven't even had a face-to-face conversation with my kid we haven't sat down and played a round of monopoly monopoly is a big game in our house we play it (laughs) like at least once a day but anyway um (laughs) that's a lot it wasn't wasn't always like that Mm -hmm. bobby I was saying that I valued quality time and family, but I was never writing it down. I never had that vision of what was true for me front and center. And so it was getting pushed to the back burner. Right. You weren't Same prioritizing with- it. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your business, right? Some of you are, so you have a money goal mm-hmm. or you have a reach goal or, you know, y- you decided like, I want my brand to represent these pillars, mm-hmm. but you're not spending time living the pillars. You're exactly. not walking them out. You're not educating on the pillars. So nobody is knowing you for the thing that you want to be known
0: for. Mm, I love that. I'm part of
1: your identity. So
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I think that that is fundamental. Um, mm-hmm. That embodiment piece of who are you and, and are you walking the talk? I think that so often we just say things, again, coming back to what we were talking about before, right? Oh, this is what I'm supposed to say. This is what I'm supposed yeah. to do. This is the goal that I'm supposed to have. And not necessarily, it's really about coming down to, it comes down to you understanding your values and what you really want and, and owning that and living that as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, okay. The other question that I wanted to ask you was about, and and I think we've touched upon it a little bit, but I still want to bring it up. What does it mean to you to have, like, to give yourself permission to offend
1: Oh, easy. I love
0: (laughs) the box. Okay, well, first I want
1: to tell you what it doesn't mean. Mm -hmm. And this is really important. I'll tell you a quick story. When I first said the words. Offend them, offend them. You have to give yourself permission to offend. I was speaking at this large event for 500 women, and I was talking about sales confidence because I love to help women make money. Like, that is my favorite thing to do besides mm-hmm. helping them connect to their truth. It's like, let's get you rich and true. Yeah. So I said, you know, what's the number one reason that you don't um, ask for the sale? Well, do I don't want to offend anybody. I was like, no, you have to give yourself permission to offend. Do you not realize that there are some people that are offended by the fact that you even have a dream in the first place? Like,
0: mm-hmm. so just
1: go out there and offend them. Now, I had not developed the framework for teaching it. This was just my own belief. Right. Right. The very next day, a woman in the audience comes up to me. She goes, I loved your talk yesterday. And I just had to let you know that I went back to my room and I told myself my roommate all about herself because permission to offend, am I right? And she went to (laughs) high five me. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on now. That's not what I said. She's like, yeah, you said to tell people and and offend them. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me bring it on back. And then that's when I realized that Um, If I'm not very clear, people will weaponize this message. And that's what this message is not. Right. So when we're talking about giving ourselves permission to offend, we're talking about a compassionate, loving, empathetic approach to walking and living in what is true for you. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: how do we do this? First of all, this is why, again, we're going to go back to the identity. Mm -hmm. What do you believe and what do you value? Do you know why most people are offended, Fabi? Mm. They're offended, not because of what you said, but because how your truth now makes them question their truth. Oh, I love that. That's true. hundred percent. Right? It's like your my whole foundation is shook because you just here's a perfect example. And I've gotten in trouble before about this and I'm okay getting in trouble about this again. Mm hmm. I made a post and I said, so I believe that God is the creator of the universe. So Mm -hmm. for me personally, God and the universe are not interchangeable. If you want to interchange them, go ahead. That's your business. But for me and my family it's not. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a post on social media that said, if only people would turn to God, the creator, the way they turn to the universe he created. You know, and I'm thinking, I'm being like cute, tongue and cheeky. Oh, people did not like that. (laughs) They didn't. I mean, the Christians were like, yes, amen. You know, and and this is the importance of this work is so that we get out of our echo chambers. Yeah. Okay. So the Christians were like, right on, high five. Um, The in-betweeners were like, "Eh, I see where you're going there, but I'm not really sure about that. And then there was this one group of people that were, were so offended. You are violating my rights. You're, you know, disregarding <laughs> yeah. my religion. That's I lost, Yeah. yeah, yeah. One group I used to have so much respect for you. I just lost all respect I had. And I was like, why? Why did you lose respect for <laughs> me? Intense. Yeah. Because I'm sharing what is true for me. And what is true for me is now causing you to question what's true for you. And here's something I had to. In order to do this work effectively, I've just come to the conclusion that for me and my world, I believe two truths can exist. They Mm. can coexist. Right. So my truth doesn't make you a liar. Your truth doesn't make me a liar. We just believe two different things. And at the end of the day, we all have free will. So we do get to choose our beliefs. So what permission to offend is, it's about connecting to what is true for you. And can you allow yourself to sit in a fence long enough to hear what the other person is saying and just consider it for a moment? Exactly. Right? I'm a Christian. But I have some of the most fascinating conversations with people that are not Christian, and I love listening to them. I love listening to what they believe and why they believe. And listen, I'm the first to tell you, this book right here, the Bible, some of these stories are really ludicrous. (laughs) You know, sometimes I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, God. How are you? You really want me to co-sign with the fact that Jonah was in a whale well and he lived? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> you want me to live, believe in this idea that Mary was a very are you sure Joseph didn't just drop it in one little time? Just a tip. <laughs> they didn't play just a tip? <laughs> exactly. Right? But here's the thing, Fabi, and, and this is the last thing I'll say about that. One of the best bits of advice I got was from a pastor. I was going to a Bible study and I was, I'm always the one that's challenging, right? So I don't just blindly believe I'm questioning. And at the end, I go up to him. I say, I don't think I should come to your Bible study anymore. He goes, why not? I said, because I'm just going to keep questioning everything that you say. I'm not really sure that I believe in the Bible and what it says. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus, but I'm not hundred percent sure about that whole resurrection story either. Cause it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't want to be a disruption. Mm. And he said, that's the reason why you should continue to come. It's good to question your faith. It's good to question your beliefs because one of two things will happen. Either one, you'll get stronger in your belief, and then you'll have a way to argue your position or you'll decide it's not for you and then you'll know. So question your beliefs, question your faith and do it often. And I want to see you here next week. Mm,
0: that's no good. other pastor love
1: that. Ever said that to me. Every other religious teacher had told me, you have to believe this because if you don't believe it, you're going to hell. And mm, I hate that. I that, that you said the opposite. Mm-hmm. Because that was religion, right? If, if right. you don't believe this, you're going to hell is religion. Exactly. Come and question this and just see if it's right for you. That's relationship. Yeah. And I want to have deeper, more meaningful relationships with human beings. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you look like. I don't care who you're sleeping with. I care that we have the same shared values and the same shared beliefs when it comes to humanity and loving people. And if we can find one point of
0: loving, mm-hmm. empathetic, passionate connection, I'm cool. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, so good. <laughs> so powerful. All right. So I guess wrapping up, because I feel like we could talk forever and ever and ever, and I'll have you come back later so that you can <laughs> share more. Um, but tell us where people can find you, where they can find your book. Yes. Which is, I, I'm i definitely getting your book. I'm super, you know, curious to read more and, and find out more about your story. But yeah, tell us where we can find you. Well, great. At the time of this recording, the book is on presale.
1: So you mm-hmm. can go to permissiontooffend.com forward slash presale. And there are some incredible bonuses. There's a course called Confident Communications that comes along with the presale. So mm-hmm. for 27 bucks, you get access to, one of my, you know, hundred dollar courses and you can definitely follow me on Instagram. I'm at girl confident on Instagram. And then of course I have my own podcast called permission to Offend. So I invite you to come, um, just share some space. I only have a book to sell you right now and I'd love it if not only you bought a copy for yourself, but that you bought a copy for someone that you love and care about because, you will learn how to change your conversations with your partner, your parents, the naysayers, the haters, and the people that love and support you the most. So this is actually one of the best gifts you can give yourself and other people. And for the record, I refer back to this book so often just for me, just Mm. to be like, as a reminder like, okay, wait a second. Like, we really need, am I being in my critic? Am I being the pleaser right now? So in the book, I talk about the four offender identities, Mm. which we didn't really talk about that. But, But then I think to myself, like, am I being the critic? Am I being a pleaser today? Am I being a wounded offender? And how can I shift and become the empathetic offender so that I can be the full expression of my truth, but also be loving, empathetic, and compassionate to the people that don't see my perspective?
0: Mm, wow, that's so beautiful and powerful. Mm. Definitely get the book. It sounds absolutely amazing. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here, Rachel. This Thank was so beautiful and powerful. And I can't wait to see you more and see you do more amazing things in the world. <laughs> Thank you, Fabi. I appreciate you. Bye.